We're very excited to be joined by head coach of UPEI, Matthew Gammon. Thank you very much for joining us, Matthew. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. So tell us a story about when, where did you grow up and when did basketball get uh, started in your life and, and how did that happen? Yeah, so I uh, grew up in Nova Scotia, super small town, like even smaller than PEI. Um, dad was a gym teacher coach, uh, kind of one of those situations where I've always had, like my whole life, I've always had keys to a gym <laughs> one way or the other, um, like all the way through. I'm, I'm 32 now. Uh, so I've been really fortunate that way to still always have access and uh, probably people would probably say I fell in love with the game at a really early age um, and just, you know, son of a coach and just kind of kept going through. Very cool. And so you play, tell, tell us a little bit about your playing experience. Uh, yeah. So I played on like the provincial teams, like Nova Scotia provincial teams, um, played one year for coach Plato at Mount St. Vincent when Rick was at the Mount. Uh, transferred, ended up playing the year at Kings, and then I had a catastrophic knee injury, whereas MCL, ACL, meniscus, cracked my femur oh. all in one shot. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and that pretty much put an end to that. So as soon as I got into my education degree, I, I was coaching at the high school where I was living. And then two years after that, at 25, I got the Mount A job, Mount A women's job. So... <laughs> Been, so tell been, us what, what brought you into coaching and then and then give us that journey around. Yeah, no, I just, again, son of a coach. So I think, like, even playing for dad in high school, and I always sort of thought that way. Um, like, I was probably doing a lot of coaching on the floor at that time. Um, and then just getting a chance to get involved with high schools and things as a university student, I just loved it. Um, I love digging into the X's and O's, and now – even more than X's and O's more, it's, it's more about leadership and all that type of thing that it's just, it's a con it's constantly evolving. It's never stale and the same. And just, I love, I love that facet, those facets of it. And so you, you get the, you get your first university coaching experience. How did, how did that come to be? And then, and then the journey from there. Uh, at UPI? Yeah. Yeah. So it was, um, I mean, timing wise, there's a bunch of different, factors involved right like my professionally you'd say the timing was great we just won a national or won a league championship at mount a hosted nationals made it to the national semifinal, um lost to dawson in the semi and then from there there was an opening at upei and i was able to get the job that spring um on the other on the flip side of it we had a two-year-old and my wife was just about to give birth to her next to her daughter as well so things were hectic for sure um but yeah, just able to to get the UPEI job, uh, strong team, established team, like talented kids, and uh, yeah, I think we've been able to to move it along pretty well. So tell us a little bit about uh, your your this specific group that you just had. You guys have obviously had a good season. Um, I wouldn't say you have like a ton of five star recruits, but you guys put it all together, and everybody seemed to have gotten better throughout the season, and you, and you finished strong for sure. Uh, give me a little rundown of, of what you thought took place this year and, and how the kids really came to perform throughout the season. Yeah, so it's it's a group that the starting, not, I guess not now, but the starting lineup of the top four or five players had played even two years together before I got there. Um, so from being young players, they've, they've been together for a while. Um, but in the AUS, like when you, when you go to nationals and when you compete with – can West and OUA it's it's not the guard play that's overwhelming right it's just the size 
right? So I, I think that we showed, like, our we had the MVP of the country. Um, her running mate was first-team all-star, had big-time, big-time clutch player. Um, so I think we showed that the guard play matches up across the country for sure. Um, it's just how can you how can you figure out a way to compete without the size? And I think that's probably always going to be the case for us in the AUS. So you figure it out as you go. But um, as we went this year, like they've they've been through they've been through a lot. They've been through tough playoff situations without me. Uh, you know, tough ones with me last year. We've we had good moments this year, but uh, I think it all just kind of came together for the kids, and they they realized at a certain point how good we could be. Right. And I think I think they were able to express that on a national stage, which was I was really happy for them for that. Sure. And and talk about what 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 it takes to have a, a national player of the year kind of deal. Like what type of work is she putting in? <clears throat> what what type of impact does her example lead to the rest of your team? <laughs> it's it's massive. Um, I said some mm-hmm. there's some interview I did last week about Jenna May. And I said, when I first met her, when I was interviewing for the job at UPEI, I was being walked around and she was on a treadmill doing intervals. My first time I met her, I did my, my name's Matt. Hope, hope I get the job. Um, I did a workout with her, that individual with her as part of the interview process and then a team workout that evening. So there was like three and for her, that's just, that just kind of shows the way that she is on a big scale. Like she'll do, she'll be in the gym two, two times a day. She's, she's just a workhorse. Um, and I think a big bridge that she crossed this year was not just leading by example, right? Like for her, she'll, she'll run through a wall and that's, that's comfortable for her, right? Like that's, she's in her comfort zone and she's just maxing out all the time. Um, but she really developed as a leader bringing the, bringing people along with her, not just by example which is something we, we kind of worked through as, as we went the last couple of years. You know, that's a big, that's a big deal. We had a kid uh, on our club team last year, very quiet, you know, for several years, and then kind of got out of her shell and it totally changed her impact. She ended up winning a provincial championship uh, this past season. Mm-hmm. You know, talk about the, the ways that you can build leadership through those aspects. Like, you know, what, how do we get somebody to start talking and, and be a vocal leader and, and try to bring people along with them uh, locally? I think I think as coaches we need to need to realize that you're not just coaching skills like you're not just coaching drills and X's and O's you're coaching behaviors um, there's a whole other development process along with just how they shoot it how they dribble it how they pass it right so I think there's like holding them accountable is one piece and that it puts in a certain puts in a certain uh, framework but just talking about it all the time like bring them into weekly meetings being open and talking about the team as much as you can and just having the tough conversation that like I had with her at the start of the year and just said like for us to get where we need to go leading by example isn't enough right and like I know it's probably unreasonable what I'm asking of you but uh, you need to do it all right from not just from on the court from a leadership perspective as well so I, I think getting to the point where you're coaching behaviors and coaching you know values is a, is a big deal absolutely um, so you got a, you got a pretty good team this year. Your team played very well towards the end of the season. What, what's the process like trying to get them ready to go for next year, especially with all this COVID stuff going on? How, how do you kind of get people re-energized and, and ready to go do it again? Yeah, it's just, you know, you got to have that sense of being anti-fragile almost, right, in this because 
you really don't know what's happening. Like you're preparing them for an unknown situation, right? So we're all getting the rumors across the country about different departments and this and that. But I mean, more than anything, we're just trying to communicate as much as we can. Just make sure everybody's doing okay. Like it, it raises a level of empathy with the team because, or just in general, because everybody's situation is different, right? Like if I was, if I was a single guy, just all living by myself, I probably would have read 50 books and done all this other stuff. Right. But you know, we've, we've got two kids under the age of five with no daycare and, and like, so everybody's situation is different. And I think just having a level of acceptance along with your toughness kind of can help you through that. So, I mean, we're, we're communicating all the time. We're, we're seeing where they're at with what they have resource wise. Some people, some recruit coming in from Orangeville, she, she's in a spot where they have to wear a mask when they go out. Whereas in PEI, our like good life and our fitness facilities are open now. Right. So we're in like vastly different places. Um, there's a recruit from Ecuador that's still on lockdown basically. Right. So it's, it's all over the place, but as long as you have a sense of togetherness and, you know, I think even if classes are online and even if, it's not looking the same in the fall. I think everybody's excited to get back to it. Totally. I think everybody's ready. I think, I think people yeah. need to uh, like to go back to normal. Um, yeah. if, if you were, if you were uh, advising a young Matt, obviously you're very young right now, but just a, a little earlier, what, what, what type yeah. of advice would you, would you give yourself as a, as a coach or as a player uh, in prep for, you know, kind of like, Hey, you kind of miss this. Maybe take a look at this. It's, uh, it's hard because you just kind of follow it's, – it's cliche, right, follow your passion, but you're kind of following um, what's driving you at that point. Like early on in my coaching, and partly because in the college league, it's, it's not full-time, right? You're not – I was teaching an hour and a half away from where I was living, coming back to practice that night, and it's like – it's that kind of schedule. But I think understanding that to get to sustainable success – like building something that's really good. And I mean, we won this year, but that doesn't mean we haven't built something that's we know is going to sustain yet. Um, I think to do that, it's, it's not X's and O's. It's not like going nuts with all your playbook and making sure your practice plan is perfect to the minute. Like that's not going to build sustained success, right? It's the relationships you build. It's, it's getting into developing leaders and all that stuff. So like all the reading I'm doing now, it's, it's got nothing to do with basketball, right? It's, it's all corporate culture and leadership development. And I think that's, I think we, we were able to take strides in that this year. And I think it, it shows, and that's what can kind of build, hopefully sustain success over time. Yeah, absolutely. What was it like? What, what were the difference between coaching the college league and then now doing it at the university league? Just uh, obviously you've got to do it full time now and it's, it's your own, it's your only job, but what, what's the difference between the two? I said when people ask me this, it's one word that's turnovers. <laughs> you yeah, say, no like, it's that's unbelievable, that's unbelievable yeah. right? And like we had big wins at Mount A. Like we had some really big wins. Um, and in those big wins, we still had 25 plus turnovers. Unbelievable. Right. So just the ability to like the athleticism and the talent level that you get is much different for sure. Um, but just like the secured ball security. And and the level of output is massive, right? Like, we would say we're trying to run Mount A like a youth sport program, and we did. But when you get there, you're they've got weights three times a week. 
They've got individual sessions at UPI. They've got team practice for two hours, film, community, like all, it's, it's really all encompassing. Um, so I think the biggest thing is just, it's more, it's, it's less just coaching basketball and it's more like running a business is what it feels like, right? You're, you're doing, you're reaching in all different directions, fundraising and doing all these things. Um, so the level of buy-in is, is big for not just the players, but the community. Um, and I think what I noticed early was just, there's a lot more people that care. <laughs> there's a lot more people invested in what's going on at this level. Um, and it's been good. It's been good for the girls. Like we've, we've had to create a bubble around them where it's not, I'm not having to tell them that you guys are good and you guys can do it. It's more like people are telling you how good you are. I'm, t- I'm telling you, you're not that good. <laughs> like you haven't done anything yet. Right. So it's, uh, you know, you got to manage the message. And I think I, I did that the last couple of years as much as I could. Um, but now it's, it's just, it's a, it's a full 365, 24-7. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if, if, you, if you were a kid in high school and, and you needed to get ready to go to university, I think that summer before university is a, is a little tricky time for kids because usually they're playing on a club team or they're playing on a provincial team or they're doing something. What would be something you would tell a kid, like, this is some of the things you need to focus on leading into getting to the university level? Like, what's the biggest thing they got to prep before, upon finishing high school, to getting onto campus to get to university? Um, I think one basic thing is is training. Like, I think they need to train more. Um, like, you, I don't think you should be coming into a, a use, like a high-level U-sport team and not know how to squat and not know how to do some of these things. Right. Because you're just like, we had, we had a couple situations this year where you're the output is so high that they just get hurt. Like they're not ready physically for it and they just get hurt in the first three or four weeks. Um, so I think getting ready, like building yourself up physically, if it's that summer going into first year is huge. Um, and if, you know, if the team doesn't provide you with a trainer or if you're not where you're, going to be playing if you're living at home and traveling to school get somebody to train you like get somebody good to to train you physically um the other thing is just we talk a lot about just defending your position as much as you can like it goes down to philosophies and this and that but on a real basic level without knowing what a coach's rotations are where you send the ball all that stuff on defense if you can guard your person you're good (laughs) you're gonna play Right. So like we had a rookie this year from Toronto who had a great year. Um, but the first week of the season, I said, I want you guarding Jenna May every single drill. Like I want you to run over and guard her. Right. Where some rookies, I wouldn't be able to say that to because it would just destroy them. Cause and I mean, and she did, she got destroyed most of the year, <laughs> but she's working on guarding her position, guarding somebody better than her all the time. Right. Like you gotta, you gotta find people that are better than you to play with. Um, but I, I think to put yourself in a good position as a young player, you need to be physically ready for it, right? Like we had, so we had some players that had great, great runs at nationals and great runs in playoffs where they were a first year kid and were raw, but were strong and could hang, could guard bigger people and weren't going to get hurt. So, uh, I think that makes a big difference. Yeah, I think, I think the physicality and then showing up in shape, right? I mean, if, if you're out of shape, it, it, it'll hold you back big time. And what a, what a big difference it makes if you can show up as a freshman. I'm assuming you're talking about Lauren. Her, her, she had a very good season. I mean, 
for, yeah. for a freshman. You don't usually on a team that can compete for a national championship. You don't see freshmen playing that much. Talk about uh, for for the kids getting into the first year of university. I think a lot of kids have different expectations from what reality ends up being like. What are some of the big hurdles that a freshman needs to deal with so that they can actually compete at the level that's necessary for them to play and then and then win? Uh, I think they just it's it's just a lot, right? Like they don't really realize even as much as you prepare them in the summer leading into it, just the sched the schedule is so intense. Like if we take COVID aside and go back to normal, like you're playing within the first month that you're there for us. Like we we don't run, we're not allowed in the AUS to run deep team stuff through the summer. So when they get there at the end of August, you're playing within a month, you've had whatever 30 35 practices um you've you're in four or five courses right you're just you're being pulled some there'll be some homesickness there'll be like a little bit of everything right so i think as much as you could lean on your teammates and rely on your teammates and rely on your older teammates who've been there and done that i think that'll help um but we had some kids this year that just said like they looked up and it was march right <laughs> because it just it goes so fast so you know, to stay on top of things academically. We were really lucky. We had great students this year. Um, but just not to get behind in any one, any one place, right? And, and understanding that there is really no such thing as balance. Like, you, you're not going to be balanced. Um, Somebody told me that quite, balance is a synonym for average. 100%. Like, <laughs> if you want to be mediocre, just have a little bit of everything. Let's do that. Yeah. But, like... You know, when you when you look at excellent performers and people that stay in success, it's it's output, right? It's all output. So, like you got to be you got to be willing to do that with an open mind and with the mentality of, like we talk to rookies about learning how to accept feedback, like which I think is is huge, right? Because they've been told their whole life, especially now, like in this generation, that they're they're so good, they don't do anything wrong. You know, if they get a bad mark on a test, it's the teacher's fault like all that kind of stuff, right? So when I come at you with some feedback that's uncomfortable, how do you accept that? In a way, it's going to make you better, right? And, and not just shut down and think he's, and I'm not, I'm not the overbearing coach at all, but, but how do you get past that initial thought of, oh, he's picking on me or he's, he's being extra hard on me or, or that type of thing. So I think learning to accept that, like making sure constructive criticism isn't a bad phrase. It's a good thing. Right. We're all trying to make you better. So I think that can be a, a big part of the rookie experience too, for sure. Absolutely. And it makes a huge difference. So you've got, you've got the majority of your team coming back next year. Um, expectations got to be very high. What, what are some of the things you've told your team they got to work on this off season to get ready for that? Yeah. I mean, a lot of what we do all the time is just trying to add tools. Like we're, we're just trying to add things. So, you know, each player is trying to add to their game all the time. Like right up until in the season, up until nationals, we're doing the vitamins, what we like what we call it in the start of practice, where it's the first 20 minutes, they're working on their own thing, right? So in the summer, whether it's physically or on the court, whatever, each, each one of them has to come back with more, right? Like we'll piece it together. We'll, we'll do the team thing as coaches, but individually, they just need to have more options, right? So somebody like Jenna May, who's MVP in the country, like that doesn't, just because she's MVP doesn't put her at another level than what she was before, right? That doesn't make her a better player. She's MVP because of what she did, right? So we're just trying to add options, add different things so that 
when they are when they're trying to take something away they're it's a struggle <laughs> right like some of like in our league and in some of our matchups they're you're in spots where both teams know what each player is trying to do um, but sometimes they can do it anyway right but when you get to a national level or you play Saskatchewan you play one of these other teams it's when they know what you're going to do they can take it away at that point right so you got to have counters you got to have just just a wide open skill set that's what we're trying to do for everybody absolutely well i'm very excited to see your team play this coming year i think uh you know i've actually been out to your campus i love the place i think it's a fantastic place to go to university i think there's a lot of uh potential to, to do some great things out there and you obviously got a, one of the top teams in the country next year and i'm excited to see you guys play thank you so much for joining us hopefully we got a full season you guys can actually uh, show off some of the, the returning skills that you guys have so God, good luck and stay in touch. All right, thank you. Thanks for having me.